couple months ago, the Lord began to deal with me about the year 2023 and uh, spoke the word advance into my spirit. And uh, I don't try to get a word to get a theme. I just feel like, what are you saying to the church, Lord? What are you trying to speak and communicate? Because he said, he that hath an ear, let him hear that that's what the Holy Ghost is saying to us. He began to challenge me with the thought of taking territory. Not territory that we have determined to take, but territory that God has already given us. He reminded me of the children of Israel, and there was a process and stages to his plan for them. There was deliverance, then there was the journey, and then he brought them to the point of entering into promise, which was Canaan land. And uh, each stage meant to be preceded by the prior to bring to pass the fulfillment of God's big picture or his plan. And, and I'm so thankful that I serve a God that has a plan. He has a purpose in everything that we are a part of. And I believe God has ordained this first day of 2023 for a prophetic word of release and as it relates to our advancement into new territories. <clears throat> I told those that were here last night I wasn't supposed to probably be here today. There was a surgery scheduled, but God rearranged all of that and I believe he did it on purpose. There's a never a good time to, to have something like that, but God, God and his plan I believe one of this to be spoken today, not because I'm speaking it, because it's the Spirit that is talking to us. And so God has confirmed this, and then I received a phone call from Dr. Jeffers this week. Uh, well, it was last week. Anybody else mixed up on your days a little bit? Uh, he called me and said, I just feel like the Lord would say to you that the... the Direction for this coming year is the year of the open doors. He said plural, not singular, not the open door, but the open doors. And yet another confirmation that God is wanting us to advance. Where? Through the open doors. And uh, the opportunity for advancement is great and it is multiple in nature. Praise God. My advancement is not necessarily tied to your advancement. Amen. God has advancement for all of us. And he does have a collective or corporate advancement for this body. Amen. In order to advance for the effort to pursue, to be worthwhile, there must be a possession. Everyone say possession. I don't know about you, but I don't want to just charge and not know where I'm charging. I'm not charging just to charge, and I'm not pursuing just to pursue, but I'm pursuing to enter promise and possess God's promise and his intentions for me. It's an occupation of territory, a defeat of an enemy. I said it's an occupation of a territory, and it's a defeat of an enemy. 
Otherwise, you are simply fighting and running with no conquest. But God is saying to us this year, amen, this is a year of advancement and possession. Praise God. The journey phase is behind us, and it's time to cross over and occupy and inherit what God says is ours to inherit. If you're an individual in this house and you've been praying about some things, God says to you, it's, it, the journey phase is over and you're going to start entering into promise and possessing what you've been praying for and what God has been promising you. I want us to pray. I know you've been up and thank God for your just passionate worship today. Amen. You could just feel your worship and feel God responding. But I want us to stand and pray right now before we go to our text. And I want our prayer to be that, Lord, I want you to speak to me and direct me and give me, Lord, insight into the year that I'm about to embark in to. And, Lord, that you would guide my steps. Honor the Lord. Amen. And he said, I will order your steps. I will direct your paths. Trust in the Lord with all thine heart. So, Lord, we trust in you today, God. We trust that this is not happenstance, Lord. We trust, God, that this is not just another service. But, God, this is an entering into, God. This is a transition from journey into possession. Lord, this is a time of advancement, God, into the things that we are supposed to take and walk in this year. God, things that we have prayed for, longed for, looked to, God, they are going to come to pass in the name of Jesus. Uh, there is going to be an occupation of territory. There is going to be a defeat of giants. Uh, in Jesus' name, we prepare the way. God, I thank you, Lord, for your word to us. Uh, and I open, God, our heart to you right now in Jesus' name. Amen. Numbers chapter 13. God is releasing a dominion spirit into this season and advancing spirit, if you will, a spirit and attitude from God and agreed on by us. The only, where, uh, only place you get might is from God. The Bible says we are weak. Our flesh is weak. Our flesh can do nothing. But when the Holy Ghost moves on a people, a person, amen, the spirit of might comes upon you. It's calculated and ordained by God. It's about taking new territory and reclaiming old territory. I want to say that again. It's about taking new territory and reclaiming old territory. Numbers 13, and I'll try to quickly read this for your uh, standing. And the Lord spake to Moses, saying, Send thou men that they may search the land of Canaan, which I give unto the children of Israel. God says, It's already yours. Of every tribe of their fathers shall you send a man, everyone a ruler among them, and Moses, by the commandment of the Lord, sent them from the wilderness of Paran. All those men were heads of the children of Israel. So God, he didn't, uh, Moses didn't select just anybody. These were the heads of Israel. These were prominent leaders. These were people that uh, were probably close to Moses. They returned, verse 25, from searching the land after 40 days. 
And they went and came to Moses and Aaron and all the congregation of the children of Israel unto the wilderness of Paran to Kadesh and brought back word unto them and unto all the congregation that showed them the fruit of the land. So not only did they go search it out, see the whole thing, but they brought back proof that this was a blessed place. I don't know about you. Today's service alone is proof that God has heavenly places and great things and places in his spirit that he's wanting to take us. They're like grapes hanging on a pole. They told him and said, we came unto the land whither you sent us, and surely it does flow with milk and honey, and this is the fruit of it. Nevertheless, the people be strong. We need to strike the word nevertheless out of our vocabulary when it's taking us backward. Yeah, it's what you said it was. But there are people that are strong that dwell in the land and the cities are walled and they're very great. Moreover, we saw the children of Anak there. If you know the children of Anak, they were giants. The Amalekites dwell in the land of the south. The Hittites, the Jebusites, the Amorites dwell in the mountains and the Canaanites dwell by the sea and by the coast of Jordan. So he's going on, they're going on and listing all the reasons they can't possess the land. But Caleb, verse 30, stilled the people before Moses and said, let us go up at once and possess it, for we are well able to overcome it. <laughs> Caleb just, something rose up in him, something said, I can't take any more. I saw the same giants you saw. I'm sorry, I'm preaching while you're standing. You, you can be seated if you need to. But he said, I'm tired of listening to all of this reasons why we can't go. I'm going to speak up and say something to the whole crowd. I don't care who says we can't. I say we can. And I say let's do it now. Look what he said. He didn't say, let us go up and try to take it. Let us go and make our best effort. He said, let us go up at once and possess it. For we are well able to overcome it. But the men that went up with him said, we be not able to go up against the people for they are stronger than we. Since when did you think you were stronger than anything? Without God, I said it already, we can do nothing. They started getting their focus on the reasons and why they couldn't and the people. And they brought up an evil report in the land which they searched and the children of Israel saying, the land through which we have gone to search it is land that is that eateth up the inhabitants thereof, and all the people that we saw in it are men of great stature. And there we saw the giants, the son of Anak, which come of the giants. And we were in our own sight. Listen, out of their own mouth, they said, we were in our own sight as grasshoppers, and so we were in their sight. How you see yourself is how your enemy sees you. Caleb says, I'm not going to let the enemy think he's got a grasshopper here. I'm not a grasshopper. I'm a promise possessor. 
You can be seated. Thank you for standing. If you drop down to Joshua, I want to fast forward now because long story short, these 10 spies that came back with an evil report, the Bible says, caused the children of Israel to wander in the wilderness until a generation died off. And he said, only those that said we can go in, only those that said they were uh, in alignment with what God said he would do are going to live through that generation and go in and possess. Now look here in Joshua 14, verse 6. I know I'm reading a lot, but this is foundation. Then the children of Judah came to Joshua and Gilgal, and Caleb, the son of Jephthah, the Kenizzite, and said to him, Thou knowest the thing that the Lord said to Moses, the man of God, concerning me and thee in Kadesh Barnea. He said, I want you to remember what God said. Because while I've been walking around here with these numbskulls, that said we couldn't go in. I've had to watch them all die off. But I want you to know something, Joshua. I've never left my promise. I've never let go of what God said was going to happen. I'm telling you right now, I'm coming right now to you to tell you all of them are gone and it's time for us to go get what God said we could have. Verse 7, 40 years old was I when Moses, the servant of the Lord, sent me from Kadesh Barnea to spy out the land, and I brought him word again as it was in mine heart. You see, it wasn't a head thing with Caleb. He says, I believe God said we can have this. Nevertheless, my brethren that went up with me made the heart of the people melt You're hanging around somebody that's got negativity and causing you to question God and question God and having. I get away from them. I know that's a little strong, but I don't want somebody melting my heart with fear, with lies, with deception, with unbelief. So I separated myself. I'm adding that in there, not to the Word of God, but that's what he was saying. I wholly followed the Lord my God. And Moses swore on that day, saying, Surely the land whereon thy feet have trodden shall be thine inheritance and thy children's forever. We were singing about the blessing today to a thousand generations. Guess what? For every Caleb spirit in the house, for every person that says we will possess it, I will be a part of it. Uh, guess what's going to happen? God says, I'm going to promise it to you and your children. Because you have wholly followed the Lord, my God. And now, behold, the Lord hath kept me alive. And he said, these forty and five years, even since the Lord spake this word to Moses, while the children of Israel wandered in the wilderness. And now, lo, I am this day fourscore and five years old. He, remember, he was forty when he went in. Now he's eighty-five. We got anybody north of eighty-five here today? Where at? I'm not seeing. Stand up. 
please. <laughs> Sister Lester, God bless you. Amen. 85 years is an appreciable amount of living. Amen. And now here's Caleb. He says, I was 40. Sister Lester, that's a long time between 40 and 85, isn't it? A lot of living's happened. Caleb's had a, had a lot of living take place. He could have easily gotten discouraged. He could have thought, you know, I, I don't know. This is crazy. But he said, no, I'm going to keep my focus and my trust in God. I'm 85 right now, and this verse 11 is powerful. As yet I am as strong this day as I was in the day that Moses sent me. Now you can, I don't know if he was, I don't think he was talking about I'm physically as strong. But he's saying my faith is as strong. My resolve is as strong. My intention to follow through on God's promise has not wavered one bit. I'm just as strong in my faith today as I was when I was 40. That's powerful. Listen, even so is my strength now for war. Maybe he was talking about physically as well. Both to go out and to come in. Caleb was a bad dude. Don't mess with me. Now, therefore, give me this mountain. Hello. Well, that's kind of rude, Caleb. You should ask more nicely. No, I think he was ready. He was ready for advancement. He said, I've been held back too long. I've been journeying too long. Give me my mountain, wherefore the Lord spake in that day 45 years ago. For thou heardest in that day how the Anakims were there and that the cities were great and fenced. So it, if so be the Lord will be with me, then I shall be able to drive them out. And the Lord said, as the Lord said, and Joshua blessed them. And gave unto Caleb the son of Jephunneh Hebron, or Hebron, for his inheritance. And Hebron therefore became the inheritance of Caleb the son of Jephunneh the Kenizzite unto this day, because he wholly followed the Lord God of Israel. Thank you for being patient with a lot of reading. But it's important that we understand that uh, Caleb had a spirit in him that was different than the others. Uh, he had a spirit that said, uh, you know what, uh, I am not going to be weary. And it's, it's in Numbers 14, uh, 24 that says Caleb had another spirit. Amen. He followed me fully. I will bring him to the land whereinto he went, uh, and his seed uh, will possess it. That's very important to me today because uh, I'm serving a God who has given us great and mighty promises, uh, great and mighty prophecies, uh, great and mighty words. Uh, amen. And I want to serve notice, if I can say it that way, that I'm here today to make a declaration that I'm here to advance into what God said we can have. Uh, amen. I'm just as strong today as when God gave the words. Uh, I'm just as believing today as the day I said, let's 
let's go up at once. And I don't know where you are in your promise, but you need to embrace it and say, God, I've not wavered. I'm still here. I could have given up. I could have backed away, but I'm in the house today, Lord, and I'm here to say, give me my mountain. I'm here today to say, I'm ready to possess what you promised. I'm 85, but my desire is still red hot. Apathy hasn't gotten a hold of me. Disbelief hasn't curtailed my faith. I'm still here, and I'm still believing, and guess what? I'm going in. Caleb is the personification of advancement. I'm talking about advancement today. I'm talking about getting up from some place you are and moving forward. That's advancement. When you decide, I'm not going to sit here any longer, it's time to go in. It's time for movement. It's time for advancement. It's time to move forward. He was able to spy out the promised land. He saw the same giants. He saw the same obstacles. He saw the same challenges. He saw the same mountains. He saw the same limitations as the others that were there with him and Joshua. But his response was the difference. Uh, amen. Instead of focusing on everything uh, they said couldn't be done or couldn't happen, he chose to focus on why they should take the land. Stop focusing on your limitations and what's in your way and start saying, God, you're the one that let me see it. You're the one that said I could have it. Your word is the thing that says that I can possess it. And God, I'm here to take it at your word. His response made all the difference in the world. Your response to what God has said will make all the difference in the world. You'll either die in a wilderness of wandering and journeying or you will walk through that time of journey until God brings you to the point where it's time to enter in. And you'll say at that moment, I'm going in. It's time to take the land. I said it's time to go up at once. I'm saying we're well able. But there's giants. Don't you see them? Yeah, I saw them. I was too busy uh, carrying these grapes. I was too busy watching how blessed this land is. I, yeah, I, I, I saw them. I saw them over there, and I, I saw them over by the shore and the sea, and I saw them up in the mountains. But you know what? If God says we're going to have the land, then I'm just going to believe that God says we're going to have the land because I don't know how we're going to do it, but I know we're going to do it because God said we're going to take the land. We're able. We're able not just to advance and pursue, but we're able to possess The enemy, I'm feeling a little rushed. I'm not going to rush, all right? I'm used to preaching three times on Sunday, so I got about two and a half more hours. Not going to do it. So we're just doing one service today, but I don't want to rush through it. This is too important. 
the enemy of advance and pursue and possess is quit. Hello? You know what? They quit, but they were still wandering. It looked like they were apart, but they had quit in their heart. They had quit in their mind. They said, oh, it's too big. The task is too big. Oh, yeah, they were in attendance, but their heart wasn't in it because they didn't believe down in the inside of their core, amen, that God was going to bring them in and take them in and give them the land. They had doubt in their mind. Oh, it's too big. The giants are too tall. Amen, the land, yeah, it's great. But God, I don't know if he's able to do this. I don't know if he bit off more than he can chew or what. The enemy of advance in your life, the enemy of pursuing and possessing is quit. The word quit, the thought of quitting. No one has ever advanced and possessed and pursued while thinking, saying, or entertaining the thought of quitting. Hello? All the devil has to get you to do is think about, well, start planning an exit strategy. Don't buy into the trap and the lie. Yeah, it looks good, but I think it's too good to be true. That's an exit strategy. That says the risk is too much. I'm not sure that I want to put forth the effort only to fall short. That's doubt. That's a lie. That's the initial thought of quitting. You've heard the phrase, quitters never win and winners never quit. It's true. I don't know a winner ever that's decided to quit. You force yourself to press through adversity. A winner says, amen, I may be behind, but I'm not out. <laughs> I may be losing right now. The clock may say, the scoreboard may say, I don't want to mention that too much today. God, have mercy. But since it came out, I'll use it. You know what? You know why? I'll tell you why they lost. Save you all that worry and confusion. Because they were playing a team that never quit. Didn't matter what the scoreboard said. Didn't matter how many yards were being gained. That other team said, we got, we got a minute on the clock. That's enough. I'll get off of that. I think I'm losing you. I'm, I'm going to reel you back in. But it's the truth anyhow. We're the champion. We're the defending champion. We're going to fight and defend our title. Amen. We're not going to quit. Amen. That's what needs to rise up within us. I am a champion today. I am a conqueror today. Not because of me, but because of my God. I'm on the winning team, and I don't care what the scoreboard says. I'm not going to quit. I'm not going to let up. I'm going to fight. I'm going to pursue. I'm going to advance. Somebody's got it. Somebody, this is a day of advancement for 
you. This is a day of possession. You're never too old. That's it, Sister Clemens. Advance, pursue, possess. Hey, come on, winners. Uh, you're never going to quit. Uh, has to become a lifestyle and a mindset. It's not a little pep rally or a little pump me up, little cotton candy. It's got to be the fiber and the core of who you are. Amen. We were just little chihuahuas to some, to the devil. Some of us are chihuahuas. We nip and bite, but he's not afraid of us. You know who he's afraid of? He's afraid of the pit bulls sitting in this house. When they bite down, they can't let go. Oh, I wish you would hear that. I wish somebody would get a lockjaw. Amen. Would say, you know what? I'm biting into this thing and I am not. You're not getting rid of me. Amen. I'm going into the promised land. I'm going to bite down so hard. You'll have to pry my dead jaws off of this promise. I'm going in. I'm going in. I'm going to possess it. I'll never say quit. There's a time in everyone's life when quit looks and sounds good. Hello. I'm going to say it because it's the truth. And if you agree with it, great. If you don't, it's still true. That time, you know, when problems seem insurmountable. Giants seem unbeatable. Mountains seem immovable. Defeat seems inescapable. And retreat seems like the best option. Anybody relate to that? It's then, when it seems impossible, that we must remind ourselves that nothing is impossible to them that believe. Nothing is impossible to Caleb. Why? Because he said, I don't care what you say. I'm going in. We're well able. God is for us. We have the God, we have the God of Israel on our side. We're going to possess the land. Amen. I want to encourage somebody. God has the back of every Caleb who says, let's go up at once and possess the land. I don't care if you're sitting here alone and your family hates your guts and they say you're crazy follower of Jesus. You've been going to that church and acting crazy ever since you went there. You know what you need to say to them? Well, maybe so, but God's got my back. You can't stop what he said I can have. I'm just crazy enough to believe God's going to help me. God's going to bless me. God's going to be with me and for me, and nothing you say can be used against me. Come on. Where's crazy Caleb in the house today? Where's Caleb that says, hey, you can't discourage me with what it looks like. I know too much about God. I'm trusting him to bring me into my promise. Oh, if God be for you, who can be against you? Come on, Caleb. Caleb. 
God's got your back. God's got your back. Don't retreat. Charge forward in advance. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. How many people like to be right? Oh, I love to be right, don't you? Well, guess what? Everyone in the house today is right. You know why? Because for every Caleb that says, I can possess the land, I'm going to go into promise, you're right. And for every spy that says, it's too big, the giants are too big, I don't think we can go in, you're right. Which way do you want to be right? Do you want to be right on the side of saying, we're going in? Or do you want to be right on the side of saying, I can't go in? I'm going to be right on the side of saying, I am going in. If you think you can't or won't possess promise, you won't. If you look at giants and obstacles and mountains and say, let's go now, we're able to possess it, you will. This is not a year to look at opposition or retreat. It's not a year to say we can't. It's too hard. They're too big. Let's retreat, pull back. Let's regroup. Yeah, you'll regroup all right. You'll get with a group that doesn't believe. This is a day and a season, a year of advancement until we possess what God has promised. There comes a time in every marriage you might want to sit down for this one. Because I don't want to be misunderstood. But I'm going to tell you how this thing called life works. There's a time in every marriage that quit seems good. Oh, not me. Hallelujah. We go on date nights every week. Just need some real people in here. I, and and I, where's my wife? <laughs> there she is. This is no reflection on our marriage. This is a reflection on what the enemy tries to interject into every union that God is for. It doesn't matter what your name is, how long you've been in the church, what your husband's like, what your wife is like. The devil tries to interject when things go wrong and you're going through a tough time. And if you've been married some years now, you know what I'm talking about. It's not that you don't love the person, but the enemy wants to interject quitting into your spirit. Well, the Holy Ghost is speaking. I know he is. So... What the Lord is saying to somebody is, the quicker you get the quit out of your spirit, the better your marriage is going to be. The better your family is going to be, the better your home is going to be, the better the climate and the atmosphere in the home is going to be when you start taking the D word out and the Q word out. As long as you keep uttering that D word and that Q word... You're going to have all kind of mountains to climb, all kind of hurdles to try to get over. I'll say it this way. There's a time in every marriage when advancing seems much harder than retreating. You know why? It's all work. It's, it's, it's effort. 
I know this could be taken wrong, but I hope you're not taking it wrong. I'm not saying it's not worth the effort, or it's, but I'm saying it takes effort. It takes intentionality to have a good marriage and to have a good home and to have a good relationship. You got to work at it. You got to say, you know what? I'm not going to stay here. I'm going to advance. I'm going to pursue better. I'm going to possess better. Hallelujah. Comes a time in every job when quit looks good. <laughs> I worked long enough to know. I'm working today. I'm in the ministry. Don't think because you're in the ministry that the devil doesn't try to come along and say, it's all uphill. Probably be easier to just consider that early retirement thing. I've got some retirement coming from my carpenter's pension, and I was, I was talking about that. I'm signing up early because I'm going to get the money before their fund dries up. It's not much, trust me. But I work for it, and so I'm going to try to get it. And so my point is, is my daughter heard me talking about retirement. And she's like, what are you talking about, Dad? We're just getting started. She was referring to this building and where God's trying to take us. And I thank God for that because I turned it into a Caleb moment. You're right. We're just getting started. We're just getting into the thing that God has been promising us all these years, and I'm not about to let go of that now. Hallelujah. I've come to advance. I've come to pursue, and I've come to possess. Hallelujah. But every job, trust me, has monotony, nuances, sweat, stress, unrealistic expectations. I think I'll just quit. Well, like I tell people, the best time to find a job is when you have one. Don't quit until you have another job. But then you need to pray about it and then ask God, does he want you to quit or does he want you to be there for a purpose? Hello. Yeah, I know. Go to the job site and in the back of your mind, it's like, I should just quit. It'd be easier if I had just quit yesterday. I should have quit last week. Why did I ever get this job? You know what? Promotions I've found never find those who decide to quit. People that go to work thinking, I think I might quit today. Promotions never find them. You know why? Because that quit spirit bleeds through our attitude. And that negativity comes into the 
break room and it goes into the office and it follows you around and, and people can see that quit spirit. But I will tell you who promotion seems to come and find. Those people who decide to buckle down and say, it's not a great situation, but I'm going to make it a great job. I'm going to go to work and I'm going to put all of my heart into it. And by the way, that's Bible. He said, whatever your hand finds to do, do it with all your might as unto the Lord. If you're in a job you want to quit, work as if the Lord's your boss and watch what happens to your attitude on the job. Hallelujah. There are times in everyone's walk with God Quitting seems more compelling than advancing. Oh, we're getting super spiritual now. You know what I'm talking about. Prayers that haven't been answered yet. Somebody hurts you. You don't like the temperature of the building. It's too loud or it's too soft. I don't like what he preached on today. I think I'll go some. I'm quitting. I'm discouraged. That's a real thing, isn't it? And sometimes quitting seems more compelling than advancing. It would be easier if I just quit. It would require less commitment. Think of all the time I would have on the weekend. I'd face less spiritual opposition. Yeah, you would. Not. People think that, but my Bible still tells me that the way of a transgressor is hard. The way of somebody that backs up and lets up and lessens up and quits pushing and advancing and pursuing, that way it gets hard. Don't fall for the lie of quitting, the deception. That it would be easier is a lie from the pit of hell. I don't know how long I've been preaching too, probably too long already. But I got a ways to go and I'm trying to get there. But I don't know about you, I've come too far to, not to occupy. I've come too far. I, I, I got too much investment. Do you? You got some investment. Some years and some, some going through when it was tough and some getting through situations that were hell on earth and things that should have burnt you up, but the fire couldn't take you out and should have drowned you out, but the water couldn't overtake you. Amen. You're still here. Amen. Somebody needs to understand you've come too far not to occupy. 
That's where Caleb find himself. Amen. When he was 85, fast forward from 40 to 85, that's exactly where he is. He says, listen to me, Joshua. I've come too far. I've come to collect, if I can say it that way. I believe Caleb would say, I've come to collect on the promise. Uh, amen. I don't intend to die and not collect on what God said I could have. It's not time to relinquish. It's time to possess. It's time to advance. Yes. Advancement is bold. It's fearless. It's regretful. If you don't advance, you're going to regret it. Advancement is not focused on failure, but possibility. It's not waiting on everyone's approval before we go. It's not waiting on a pat on the back before you decide, I'm going into the new territory. You can go with me or you can stay here, but I'm going in. It's fueled by a red-hot passion on the inside of you that won't be denied until you have your mountain. Jesus put it in this term. He that puts his hand to the plow and looks back is not fit for the kingdom. You're never going to advance if you've got a looking back, quitting in the back of your mind spirit. No, he says, you've got to keep looking forward. You've got to keep plowing in hope. You've got to keep advancing in your spirit. You've got to keep the promise in focus. You can't look around and be distracted by the giants and the mountains and the rivers and the streams and the valleys. Keep your eyes on the grapes. Keep your eyes on the milk and honey. Keep your eyes on the prosperity of the promised land. I got a word for somebody today. Did you come to church for a word? If you've been knocked down, get up. If you've been knocked down in 2022, guess what? That's behind us now. Get up. Get up and advance. Get up and pursue. Get up and possess. It's a new day. It's time to take your land. It's time to go into promise. Everyone gets knocked down, but getting knocked down is not failure. Failing to get back up is failure. That's why it's called triumph. You got to put some umph in your try. Hello? It's called triumph for a reason. You got to put some umph in your try. Well, okay, I tried and it didn't work. No, you got to be there with that bulldog mentality. I, I got more, but I'm going to stop. You get the point, right? You get the point? The Lord is saying to us, it's time to advance. It's time to get rid of the excuses. It's time to stop focusing on the giants and the problems. It's time to get a quit out of your vocabulary. It's time to go. It's time to pick up and advance. 
Joshua saying, I wonder who's at the door. Oh, it's Caleb. Yeah, Caleb, what do you want? I'm here to collect. It was Joshua's job to parcel out the land to the tribes. And Caleb was saying, guess what? I'm here to get mine. I'm here to get my mountain. I came from, I don't know what, you came to church on 2023-1-1-23, but I came to get my mountain. I came to get my promise. I came to get the fulfillment of what God said I can have, and I'm going to advance, pursue, and possess. Yeah. You know what that word means? Uh, when David was, when Ziklag was burned, I kind of fibbed. I'm still going. It's not wasn't a lie. It was just, I thought I was going to maybe quit. <laughs> Ziklag was burned and the wives and children were taken captive and David was greatly distressed. Think about the pressure of that. People talked of stoning him. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, David, we trusted you. You said this. You said we were going to have victory. And they did. But a little Ziklag came in. The Amalekites burned up Ziklag. David was greatly distressed, the Bible says. People talked of stoning him. And David says, wait a minute. This will be a good time for me to quit. No. He said, well... Choking on the fumes from the fire. The city's gone. Wives, I don't know where they're at. And all the kids are gone. The pressure of life. The pressure of this situation. And now they're saying, let's just stone David. David says, well, uh, let, me, let me just see what the Lord says. Can I just tell you what the Lord says today? I don't know if your Ziklag's burning. I don't know if your wives have been taken. I don't know if your children are in captivity. But I will tell you this, that God is going to give you a word today. And the word isn't, well, go ahead. I understand. It's, it's hard. Throw in the towel. This is a, let's just quit on first Sunday of the year. That way you don't have to worry about it the rest of the year. No, the Lord's going to say, uh, you're here today saying, should I pursue God? Should I really keep walking with you? Should I really keep believing? Should I really keep uh, uh, following after you with the faith that I think I'm going to possess? And the Lord says, yes. Yes, today is a day of advancement. Yes, pursue. Yes, go after them. Guess what that word means? To run after with hostile intent. We're just not out on a New Year's Day jog today. Amen. I've come to run after my promise. I've come to go get, I've come to go recover my stuff. I've come to get my mountain. I've come to say, I'm after you. I'm coming with hostile invent. I'm coming to put to flight and follow after. I've come to hunt you down. That's what it means. David, go ahead and pursue. Go ahead and hunt. Go ahead and take them out. Somebody needs to hunt your enemy down today and say, this is the last day I'm coming into promise. 
Hallelujah. Would you just begin to rejoice in the Lord and thank him that we serve a God of pursuit. We serve a God of possession. Don't wonder if it's yours. It's yours if he said it. 2023 is a new territory. It's a new opportunity. I said this last night, the ceiling of your experience in the past is about to become your floor to the new season and the new territory that God's taking you into. Stop celebrating the ceiling. It's becoming the floor of what God is going to do in your life. It's a fresh territory. You may have to lose some things in order to advance. This is why I couldn't stop. I didn't know it, but the Holy Ghost said, you need to hear this. It's fresh territory. And you may have to lose some things in order to advance. Caleb needed to lose 10 people in his life who said we can't do it. You know what somebody needs to do here today? I mean this in all the kindness and due respect. You need to cut some people off of your life that are opposing God's promises in your life. I have no one in mind. I have nothing in mind. I just make a statement because... It will hold all of us back if we listen to the voice of negativity that says, we can't go in. Look at all the opposition. Look at all the reasons we can't. To that, we need to say, no, I'm cutting that voice off. Do you ever think about the chicken? You're like, he's lost his mind. I might go to scramblers after this. That's why I'm thinking of chicken and egg. But in order for that chicken to ever become a chicken and transition from being an egg, you know what has to happen? He has to get tired of that shell. He has to squirm and press and fight, and pretty soon that little beak pops out. And that shell begins to crack, and he keeps working and keeps pressing and keeps saying, let me out of here. I, can't, I was made for this shell. It served its purpose. It's part of my journey. It's gotten me to this point. But if I just stay in this shell, I'll always be an egg. But I was destined to be a chicken. I was destined to have more. I was destined to have life outside of this limitation. You'll never advance until you break through and out of what defines you. Everything must lose something in order to advance. Snake sheds its skin. The dog sheds its coat. The caterpillar sheds its cocoon before it can spread its wings. If you can't handle loss, you can't be a candidate for advancement. I'll just hit this real quick. I'm closing. Singers, musicians, whatever. Get in. I've called you. You're a mighty man of valor. You've got to work for me. You're going to do a great work for me. There's a problem, though. 
you got too many people. In order for you to fulfill what I've called you to do, your crowd's too big. Because they're not all with you. Let me prove it to you. Tell all the fearful people to go home. Now, he could have argued with the Lord and said, Now, Lord, come on. They're spread out down there like sand on the seashore. I've only got 32,000. And the Lord says, I know, Gideon. Are you willing to lose something to influence?